0: Hey, what's up, Blazer fans? Welcome to the Blazer's Edge podcast. I am Tara Bowen Biggs, joined, as always, by Blazer's outsider, Danny Morang. Danny?
1: Hello. I think we need to get Common on here to go ahead and, like, rap rhyme uh, our, our names like he did tonight for the introductions at uh, All-Star Week. I just... The, the, <laughs> I, I had He's everywhere
0: point. else. Why yeah, not? Yeah, no, he was
1: quite literally hair. just in Portland like, the other day, so <laughs> he's, he's everywhere, but rhyming... Au contraire, mon frere with Rudy Gobert is – I mean, that's pretty good.
0: That's pretty good.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I i tip my hat to him, sir. Yeah, it's... Oh, so it's, it's All-Star Weekend. Chaka Khan is singing right now. We are just getting ready to watch the Team Giannis versus Team LeBron. I think – That the guys should be uh, told that they need to choose a team name before they go out. You know, like when you have kids and you like choose your teams and like half the fun is choosing your team name and deciding on what your team name is for your cheer. I think that they need to add that next year to the All-Star lineup. What do you think?
1: I mean, yeah, I'm I'm not against it.
0: I mean, they've added so many other things. Why not? Might as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, just got to make sure that uh, you put the adults in charge of that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I I imagine they would probably have a few uh, guidelines to follow. But I'm thinking, like, I don't know. I came up with some names yesterday, but I don't remember what they were. They were, like, King Pickles versus something else silly. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just trying to put off talking (laughs) about the Blazers' last two games.
1: Oh Very boy! Real. Oh uh, yeah, you know should... it's,
0: it's been a week, huh? I mean, last week at this time when we were talking with Casey, we were just riding so high. Oh,
1: they'll get one or two, you know. They'll figure something out. Maybe they'll get lucky and get them both. Oh boy!
0: Oh yeah, how, how things Oof. have changed. And the worst <laughs> part about it, the absolute worst part about it, of course, is yeah. Damien's injury. And, you know, the only silver lining being that it was right before All-Star break. But let's go ahead and... I had
1: somebody apologize to me the other day. Why? I, they, they tangentially recognized me. And they... they I went... I, I had sushi down the street. And somebody sat ne- was sitting next to me. And the first thing they said was, Sorry about your guy. and But not, not hi, not how you doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Huh? He's like, you know, uh, Damien. I was like... Oh, right. Yeah, 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 So, like, the impact is being felt far and wide by those who aren't even, like, the biggest observers of the NBA. Yeah. So, yeah, Dame going down, uh, not good, Bob.
0: I have a list um, on my board at work of all the injured Blazers player, and I had to erase it and write it again because I was out of room. It <laughs> was so, so bad. So hopefully these guys are all getting rested a much a well-deserved rest. But, but I, I don't want to move on without talking about Zion. My God, that man, That I mean, he's really a boy. He's 19 years old.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In like, how is the league going to stop him? I mean... They don't. It was... I have to say, like, I usually... There's usually, like, if another player on another team is really good, I usually automatically have a really hard time rooting for him because I figured they have enough fans. Yeah. But, my God, Zion is fun to watch. I don't, mm-hmm. like... I mean, he was just completely moving Hassan Whiteside off of Like, he squad.
1: wasn't there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like... And
1: Hassan's damn near 300 pounds.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't because, like... And that's, it wasn't like because Son was like being that bad or anything. It was just that Zion is just that good, I think.
1: He's that strong, that powerful. I'll give you a little anecdote. Uh, the guys at uh, P3 Sports Science, I think Ben Taylor had him on his podcast the other day. They, they're, they've got a big sports science institute where they get all of the measurable, measurables right. So... This is where guys go to find out where the weaknesses and the imbalances are in their body, and how they get quicker, stronger, faster, all those kind of things. So think like sports science with Tom Brankis on – or Tom Brinkus. Brinkus, I can't remember his first name on ESPN, that kind of thing, uh, but much more direct, and they do NBA, NFL. Anyways, they had Zion in when he was 17 years old, before he went to college, and they had a 30-inch box. That he stood on and then would walk off the edge and fall down to simulate him coming down from a first jump and then measure his um, energy uh, usage on his second jump. They said that he is the he had the highest rating. He put more pounds per square inch into the ground, dispersed more energy than any other player they've ever had, Hmm. ever had a 17 year old kid. If you want to talk about the explosion, explosion and power and strength, I mean, you could just watch the one play that he had on Hassan. He missed the shot, went up for it to get the offensive rebound, came back down, went back up before Hassan got up once. And that's not a knock on Hassan. Hassan looked around like, "What the hell just happened?" Mm -hmm. Like he 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 looked lost in a sense of like not being lost in the play, but wondering how Zion got where he was. Uh, a the matrix time portal or something
0: yeah. into some other like did a whole minute go by and i didn't even know cuz yeah, yeah it's 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 incredible and what uh, I, what i love about it so much is i love guys who just with a quick eye test don't look like your prototypical athletic type and then when they just absolutely like are just go out on the field and just tear it up. Like, you know, going all the way back to like Kevin Duckworth who, you know, he didn't look like as, um, you know because of his size he didn't look as graceful but he was and he had those beautiful soft hands and he was so it was so fun to watch and i just i just like watching the you know when you don't expect just from your eye test how good they're gonna be and then they just go all out like you know like Jokic is like watching that too like i have to admit i just love watching him because you just you just think is he going to even make it up the floor it doesn't match (laughs) It's just – I don't know. It makes watching basketball fun, I think.
1: Zion moves like a 50-year-old former NFL player when he's not like looking to make an explosive move. He just looks like a kind of a big lumbering guy. <laughs> and then when he doesn't, it's the most explosive dynamic thing you've ever seen from a human being, let alone a human being that size. And it's just – it's so a the, treat.
0: I mean, the yeah, he's just so much fun. To, the, the Blazers had it. You know, that first quarter. Can we just go back to that first I just I just kept thinking, I missed the first
1: quarter. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, legs disappeared, right?
0: What happened? Is it was do you think that's what it was? I mean, it it, it did look like they were getting tired, their shots were getting shorter and now shorter. Mellow and a are
1: gassed. No, I mean I, that's 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 the biggest thing. Yeah. The those two, two guys. the biggest, are,
0: I don't know, yeah. parts of the engine.
1: Yeah, well not that, they're also the two the two biggest dudes on the team right now. Mm-hmm. And they're playing heavy, heavy, heavy minutes. Everybody talks about how, man, look at Melo. He came back after missing a year. It's catching up quick. Mm-hmm. He's playing 30-plus minutes every single night. And it is high usage. Um, mm-hmm. He's still 34 years old. Like, that, that, that matters. He's not getting
0: any younger. <laughs> no, that
1: still matters. Like, year off, great. Maybe he got, you know, 20 more games of comfortable play than he would have gotten without the year off. But he's still 34 years old playing a lot of minutes. And so I think you're seeing some tired lay. I mean, that the, the last game from Hassan was atrocious. That I mean, help from, from both of them was were, were just absolutely awful. I think both guys would, if you put the truth machine on them, tell you those are both two of the worst games they've played. The, the, not two of. Those are the worst games they've played this year. Um, Which is
0: a bummer because they had been playing really well.
1: Yes, they've been playing really well. Um, but yeah, the the defense, and the, here's where we talk. We talked about this with, with Casey, right? How the offense has just been humming along, dropping 120 a night like it's nothing. Well, the legs went. They weren't really able to keep scoring. And then all of a sudden, New Orleans took it to them. 138, Tara. Mm -hmm.
0: I thought thought we had talked about this in the Blazers. We're never going to lose to the Pelicans again. What happened (laughs) to that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I listen, especially with Ingram out, I thought it would be a problem, but... Portland just got murdered in transition, and that's I think a, an indicator of tired legs, mm-hmm. uh, not getting back, guys just being gassed, uh, not having. I mean, look at Orleans' roster even without Ingram. What do they have? A ton of youth and a ton of athleticism. Mm-hmm. What is going? And when we talked about this with, with Casey. What does what exposes Portland right now? The team, a young team, explosive legs, wanting to get out and run on you. Portland wants to like. They want to run a little bit, but they don't want to run that much because they don't have the ability to, you know, swap shifts and, and have more bodies out there, give guys rest. They have to kind of pace themselves. And New Orleans was just pulling it out, either out of the net or, you know, getting a stop and just walking down and scoring. I mean, they, they had thirty six fast break points if I'm trying to remember correctly. They they were out there just cooking. It felt and like thirty
0: six in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. And if,
1: and if you can't stop that. I mean, it's going to be a rough time. I mean, it's just
0: Well, from yeah, now on I, I the Blazers of- are never yeah. going to lose to them again. Starting now. I
1: mean, now. willing, I mean, they <laughs> do have they do have one game right out of the break against them, so
0: oh, yeah. And they're not going to have more, any any more players back necessarily. Man. Well, they should
1: They sh- they should have his back. So they back. have
0: Hezonia. little has been out for a while. Not
1: likely to be back at that point in time. But here's a catch. You may not have Dame. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, as
0: little Dame Lillard.
1: Uh, the trade off, right? I mean, it's...
0: Add, add, you know, Nas and Hazonia
1: together. Sure. You know. Uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding
0: in case anybody thought that I was curious. It's,
1: it's about problematic, that. right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, let's move on to the the next game. Uh, against the Grizzlies.
1: Hey, an- another tremendous uh, rookie who uh, might not have had the scoring output of Zion, but uh, Ja made his presence felt everywhere. I-, I think he broke everyone's ankle at least once.
0: Yeah, he's he's an. I, I'm so excited for the future of this league. If these are. Some of the prototypical players that were John. And I, I mean, I know that they're like, you know, the cream of the crop, but also they're, they just seem indicative of guys who can do so much more because, you know, they've, they've been brought up through the system to learn how to do a lot of stuff, right? I mean, you're always talking about siloed players. Like, do they even encourage players to be siloed anymore? I mean, do they encourage players to – I mean, I imagine they encourage them to specialize but never to, like, the exclusion of the rest of the game, right?
1: Yeah, no, you're getting more guys. That's why you don't necessarily have these these back-to-the-basket bigs anymore. You have these Anthony Davis, you know, freaks – who come out here? Like the Jokic's, these guys that can just do like everything. Luka's six eight out here, playing. You know, sometimes as a point guard, playing sometimes as a big. I mean, if you look at the 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 guys who have had was it thirty and ten at this point in his career, like the only guys that have done it more than him at the, at his age. You know, as, as a young guy, are Will David Robinson and Shaq. Like, so you see these different types of players, like you look at John Morant, he's already got a triple double in his rookie year. He's already hit some game winners. And you look at that man and you see like the explosion of Russell Westbrook, but already the high level decision-making and leadership of a Damian Lillard type. Mm -hmm. Like we, that's a, that's a kid. That's a 20-year-old kid out there. When was the last time we saw a point guard other than Damian Lillard come out as a rookie and lead a team like the way he's leading? It's his numbers right now across the board are better than Russell Westbrook's were as a rookie. I mean, that's that's tremendous. Mhm.
0: It it certainly is. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to doubt it. It's <laughs> going to be real hard because the Blazers is what what a uh bummer to have to play Memphis three times.
1: <laughs> I mean, two
0: more times. They got one out of the way. Now they still have to play him two more times. I guess yeah, they definitely got it out of the way. Or do all right. they have to play him three more times? No, no, two more. Okay.
1: They, they, they catch him three times this year, and uh, it's...
0: I mean, it's, I guess that's the luckiest draw that they've gotten yeah so far because so, every so one of those games is like two games, right, at this point if we're going to be trying – Yeah, the one up, one down. Looking at the, at, the, at the eighth spot. So how likely are you feeling that the Blazers are going to get that eighth spot? Not whether or not you think they should get it, but how likely do you think it is?
1: Depends on how many games Dame misses. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's that's the reality. The, their margin right now is already super slim for everybody's like, oh, they're only five games back. It's five that's games back and lost all of them. <laughs> so you have to have Memphis lose games. It's the only way you can catch them. So Memphis has got 26 losses, Portland has 31. That's a big gap to overcome. It doesn't matter how many games you win. You need them to lose games. So it means the only way you can control that is in your remaining two head-to-head matchups. And you've already been waxed by them once.
0: I still think it's possible with their youth that they... they hit the Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's pre- they've gone pretty far without hitting it. I mean, kudos to them. And, you know, maybe they make it all the way through. But... It's just it just seems likely like it's been over the years, like when it comes right down to the wire, it, it's usually a more experienced team who will get that final play in game or, you know,
1: um, and that's where Dane matters make it
0: over the last couple of weeks. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, if, if you're holding out hope for that, that's what that's the thing that you look for is that uh, Terry and the Blazers and Damian Lillard, they all have that, you know, ability and, and that history of. Closing seasons every single year better than that at any other point in the in the year, right?
0: Right, and if if not for those two poor games right before, we would have said, "Oh look, here they come!" Like, "Oh look, it started." And if if those two games could just be completely put aside, and if they are truly an anomaly, then yeah. But uh, it was it was scary, and and part of it also, blazers are are just so depleted. Like, what other weapons could they pull in off the bench to try something new?
1: I mean, there's just nothing left. That's and there's horde
0: that's the and um, Moses Brown now, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I was honestly surprised they they they, they called them up. Um, in the in the fashion that they did, it, I get right it because because Jalen's only got like four days left. Right, now.
0: they don't have very many days left.
1: Yeah, they they have next to nothing left now. Moses does. Moses does have a, have a handful left. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't want to sit here and just destroy both those games because there were a couple things that came out of those games. Um,
0: Anthony, but, right? <laughs> You're going to talk particularly about
1: particularly Anthony. Yeah, that everybody got to see what happens when that kid gets hot. When when he finds his confidence, his confidence, and I, I, I'm hesitating to think it's going to be like the building block and be that igniter, but that could be a it good sure spot helps. for him to get going. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he's shooting with confidence, the only other guy on this team that gets like that is Dame, and that's not like a, to knock well, down CJ.
0: Gary San Jr. would have a word.
1: Yeah, listen, I I'm, I'm almost willing to put him in there just because he's had a couple of those games already. But I sit there and I watch Ant, and he can he can create and knock down shots in so many ways. Now, Gary is a shooter, as from like a shooting platform, I think he's on that level, but I don't necessarily think he's got the shot creating ability to go ahead and, and Hit the step back, hit the rock back. Although We
0: just talked about how he started adding that to his he game. Did, I
1: know, he just started adding to his game. What
0: did we talk about last week, Dan? I know. We talked about Gary Trent Jr. adding that to his game. Oh, my God, I'm so excited that I got to finally use that on you.
1: It's, it's fun, isn't it?
0: What did we talk about last time, Dan? Oh, my God, that was just like such a rush. I finally got to do that. Okay, anyway, continue.
1: No, it, but... And this is what I hope to see from him. Now, I don't expect uh, six of seven from three uh, regularly, but him shooting with confidence and knocking down shots, I think that's something for him to build on. Um, the rest of it, though, there weren't a ton of positives to take away, save maybe Biggie. and I a little. ask you about away. Biggie. What do what, you what got?
0: Well, I've... And I know I'm not supposed to believe everything Twitter says, Mm -hmm. Um, but I've seen people on Twitter who are not they don't think they think they don't like what Biggie's doing. And I don't know if that's just because they don't have the right sort of expectations for what, you know, Biggie's ceiling is right now with the Blazers or if they don't like his style of play. I, I don't know. And it was just like here and there, it's just popping up. And I would just be like, really, really, really. Yeah. I'm no, I know what I you think to. about it.
1: Yeah. I've seen people, Oh my God, you know, it's a layup line and he's terrible. Da, da, da. And I was sitting there watching both those games. I'm like, Hassan was on the floor. It was a layup line. It didn't change. Like that's, that's, that that's cool. not a, that's not a thing right now. Like their, their defense is problematic. And all of a sudden Hassan being let go and excused, but it's all falling on biggie. When you don't have guys out there, Really helping at all on the perimeter uh, it's kind of ridiculous. Uh, I don't know if
0: it's like just old narrative about him or but I mean, I saw someone talk about like him, you know, not um, like his motor. I was like, are you kidding? <laughs> like in my to my eyes, Caleb one
1: doesn't stop
0: while he yeah, is on no. the court.
1: That's the change. He, he mentioned it on IG a couple weeks ago about how, you know, this has got to be his mindset going forward. He's the energy guy. He's trying to draw charges, he's trying to make exciting plays. On the offensive end, he is trying to find guys to, to find that highlight real pass. Like he's throwing behind the back passes, he's throwing skip passes, he's throwing no look, one handed bounce passes. Um, there was a period, I think it was the New Orleans game, when they were really humming along there in the second quarter. Um, and Biggie found Dame on back-to-back back cuts. One where he got uh, a layup, and the, the, the pass was pinpoint, inch perfect. Doesn't get there any other way, he, and Dame finishes it. And then he throws another one to him like two minutes later, and Dame gets fouled, leads to free throws. And those are just – that's like found money. When you've got a big out there who's just putting it on a platter for you and, you're, and putting it in the hands of your team's best player who doesn't have to work necessarily as hard with the ball in his hands – That's a good thing. Like, I I don't understand why people got frustrated about that. Or, you know, he hits the floor and dives for a loose ball and slaps the ground. Like,
0: I love it when he slaps the ground. I'm surprised. I'm afraid that someday he's going to get a tech for that. But I love it when he
1: does it. Yeah, but, I mean, he's trying to bring energy. He's trying to find ways to impact the game and and to make his presence felt. And everybody getting mad, it's like – when, if everybody's healthy, he's like the 13th man, calm the hell down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you're getting something out of a guy who otherwise wouldn't be playing. So maybe, I don't know, just take a step back and not sit there and try to pick everything apart from him. I, I don't they, The same thing, you know what happened? All the hate that was directed at Tolliver is now being directed at, at Biggie. Mm. And it's really, really weird. And it's like, you know, there's plenty of guys in the starting lineup you can point at that don't play defense guys. Like it, it, it doesn't all need to fall on Caleb Swanigan, I promise you. So it, it's it's a little weird that that narrative still kind of exists, like where people are looking for somewhere to put blame, but they don't want to put it on their favorite players. And it's like, guys, um, and I don't know if you noticed, but there's maybe one and a half guys in the starting lineup who play defense on a consistent basis. So let's maybe calm this down just a little bit.
0: I think you might be underselling the defense a little bit. I think there's more than one and a half guys. I think. You sure about that? Uh, I, mean, I mean, they're not Kawhi Leonard. Um, I mean,
1: I think it's, uh, like, it's Trevor Reza. And then, Paul, and then Hassan Trevor Reza
0: plays defense. Hassan and Whiteside plays defense. Dame works. Dame tries.
1: Occasionally. Like, but I, I also give Dame the most, like, release in that regard when with how much he's responsible for offensively. There's there's very few guys in the league who are responsible for that much offensively that are plus defenders. So Dame just being passable is fine.
0: So you're just saying CJ and Melo not playing defense at all.
1: Ole, 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 ole. Yeah, I think olé. that is an
0: exaggeration. <laughs> um, but it does bring us to we do need to talk about CJ. It's been... <laughs> It's been, I think, uh, I don't think CJ, I think there's a lot of expectations. I myself had a premonition that it was going to be year of CJ to my, in my defense, I didn't know (laughs) what that meant. (laughs) No, I never had any premonition (laughs) about exactly what the year of CJ meant.
1: (laughs) The year we talk about CJ.
0: (laughs) I just, it would be a significant year for CJ. Uh, uh, and he got engaged. So also shout out to uh, Dame for getting engaged. I mean, yeah, your, this, you know, anyway, but it it is time to talk about CJ because uh, he, yeah, I don't, he, he's not lived up exactly to the player that I thought that he was going to be this year. Having and let's that, preface having,
1: this real quick. It's not that CJ is bad. It's the expectation.
0: Yeah. Well, and also the huge amount of, fluidity that there has been to the starting lineup he and dame have been well and i guess hassan i mean i mean there's been a ton of change 19
1: lineups i believe we're at now
0: right and when you look at one thing about cj that i've always thought was super interesting is year to year cj is incredibly consistent like the last three years
1: oh yeah you look at his numbers numbers
0: are like yeah are like incredible so he's He's not giving less. I think it's just that people thought he was going to give more. Mm-hmm. Does that seem like a fair way of saying it?
1: Absolutely. When you get that contract extension, a hundred percent. And that's the thing is like now that the money is gone from wow, that's a lot of money to holy crap, that's a lot of money. Uh, the expectation going forward is that you live up to that and it's going to be even more so now. And that's, I think kind of the, the, the issue. And I tweeted about this last night because it's something that I was just kind of digging into when I was digging into CJ's numbers. If the season ended today, he would have the third lowest free throw rate in NBA history for a guy who scores 20 or more a game. The only other guy who has a lower one is Clay Thompson, who did it in two years, but Clay Thompson's also,
0: he's not a terrible player.
1: No, no, no. He's not a terrible <laughs> player, but it's it's about being efficient and getting to spots and getting to shots. Clay, to make up for maybe some of that, is the second best three-point shooter probably in NBA history and also an all-NBA defensive player. Those are those are two things that CJ doesn't have. He's a very good three-point shooter. He is not top five in the league ever. He is not an all-defensive player. So when you're looking at the, 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 the scaling for those kind of guys, you're sitting there kind of wondering, you're like... Well, if he's not a top-tier defender and he's not getting you the efficiency points, you know, and getting those those opportunities and generating them that way, what is he doing? And you go, well, he's a good three-point shooter. He's shooting 38% from three. Like if you look at how many guys in the league right now. Are averaging twenty points a game, and forgive me because I my, I closed my my stupid measurement, so I gotta add my filters back in because I'm not very bright. Uh, the guys that are averaging twenty points a game or better and shooting uh, better than thirty eight percent from the field, I believe it's about twenty guys. And let me pull that back up. Thirty eight, voila. All right. So when you get this list, it's Dame, it's Kyrie, it's Cat. Levine, Ingram, Tatum, Kemba, PG, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Middleton, Buddy Heal, Jalen Brown, and CJ McCullough. Pretty good list, right? hmm Of those guys, how many guys in there give you other things? I think with Kyrie, you always see the lead. With Kyrie, you get the weirdness. So um... let's...
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a really interesting question. I'm I, uh, I mean I guess Kyrie has more creation. He creates more.
1: Yes. He's a better fit. might be the best finisher in the, at, at the rim in the league among oh, Yeah, there's the that.
0: Players. CJ doesn't isn't as much no. of a fan of going to the rim.
1: He doubles CJ's production at the free throw line. Right now, I know Kyrie's only played like 30 games, but he's damn near 50-40-90. CJ's not only not getting to the line as often as as he has in the past, he's only shooting 75% this year, which is kind of crazy considering I believe two years ago, he led the league in free throw percentage.
0: He also said that was something that he was going to work on.
1: Yeah. And it's just been a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and if you sort these guys by assists, where you think of a lot of times you think of CJ as maybe a, a I think the perception is of him being a top tier secondary creator. I mean, you you look at it and you see the only guys behind him in this list are healed Tatum Brown and Bogdanovich. And with healed Tatum and Brown, I think you're getting number one, you're getting more size. You're getting a bit more athleticism. You're definitely getting more on, on the defensive side of the ball. You're getting better rebounding. Um, where CJ shines here is that, shot creation the only guys that rival him here are probably Dame Kyrie uh, uh Dame Kyrie Kemba and yeah and then him like it's like as far like shot creation that, that that's the list um so he he shines there but i think part of what at least i feel from the frustration and i i i saw a couple different folks around town. Uh, 1080 The Fan was taking some calls on CJ and they, they have their text board and the uh, one of the producers shared that out the other day and it's was not flattering. I, I I don't know about you, but I feel like there's a perception change around CJ. Is, is that kind of the same feeling as you've had? I don't
0: know. I don't know. I don't... I think the, it's hard to say right now because I feel like... Just in general, the position that the Blazers are in right now is that there's a lot of tension. Like, what should they do? The year hasn't gone as planned. There were injury, there were known injuries going into it, and then there were additional injuries added onto it. And it's unclear right now which way the team is going to go in terms of trying to push through and make the playoffs, or you know, shutting it down to try to get ready for next year. So I think there's a lot. Of tension, and so I can't really sort through that to figure out my feelings about what I'm seeing from CJ. I guess I just I've I've been so used to CG CJ being a part of the lineup, and then there was the you know Anfernee is supposed to come in and be you know ready to hand the ball to him as as the next you know replacing you know Seth I guess Mm -hmm. and. I don't feel like that has necessarily panned out yet either. So yeah, I can't really separate just my sort of my tension of like, just what's going on with this team in general. I can't separate out from just how I feel about what one player is doing.
1: Well, I'm going to rattle off some numbers. This is kind of for something that I was thinking about putting together. But again, a lot of the stuff that I've thought about writing this year, I've ended up just shooting into the trash can just because this year is just so stupid like trying to evaluate everything in the context yeah. of the season is kind of weird. So I, I want to be fair to CJ, but I also want to be fair to my, my, what my belief is in that I feel like he's, he's underperformed pretty significantly when you're talking about him being and expected to be the second best player on this team and the second most valuable and the second highest paid. Like there's, there's things that come along with that, whether people want to admit it or not. So, CJ has played 52 games this season. In those 52 games, he has shot 40% or less in a game 17 times. Portland is 6-11 in those games. He has shot 45% or better in 24 games, and Portland is 14-10 in those games. He has scored 30 or more seven times, and Portland is 6-1 in those games with a one loss coming against Milwaukee when Damian Lillard was out. He has scored 20 or less, 26 times. 20 or less, 26 times. That is half the season he has played in. 26 out of 52. Portland is 8 and 18 in those games. He has shot 33% or worse from three 25 times. Portland's 11 and 14 in those games. Now, I know that's a lot of just rattling numbers off, but I think it shows some context in he has either been, Hey, he's pretty damn good or wow. He hasn't been here.
0: I I think, can I summarize what I think you're saying? Yeah. I think what you're saying is when CJ plays better, the blazers play better. When CJ plays worse, the blazers play worse.
1: Yes. And for all of the, yeah, there's been injuries and there's, yeah, there's been problems and, Damian Lillard is getting the brunt of the defensive effort. I don't think anybody here is going to disagree with that, right? Like entire game plans are geared at Damian Lillard to get the ball. Oh, I see. Teams.
0: The other team's defensive
1: effort. Yes. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. Shouldn't that theoretically make it easier and better for CJ to have more success?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when that context is shown and then, you know, in this light, it doesn't paint him entirely favorably. Um. Even in cur- the context of
0: the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how, what the numbers reflect as uh, Damien has put things together more with Hassan because it took a while for them to get the pick and roll figured out <laughs> Um I'd be curious to see how what those numbers reflect when other shooters are doing well. I I don't disagree that I think the the statement that when CJ plays better that Blazers play better is uh, a pretty clear indication that the Blazers need CJ to play better. Um, but I'd be curious. I'm I'm really curious to see if um in the as the blazers close out the season whatever they decide to do in terms of going for the playoffs which of course they're going to do if damien is healthy or not um how cj plays i believe well, it was on
1: the um oh go ahead i was since the turn of the new year since the beginning of 2020 uh-huh. cj's averaging 19 points four assists three rebounds shooting 42 40 60
0: so a couple points less than his season average.
1: His three point percentage is up. His percentage from the field is down and his free throw shooting is abysmal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was on Jason Quick on his podcast with Dave DeFore talked <laughs> about how uh, CJ does historically come back very strong after the all-star break.
1: It's so. a seemingly, it's a superpower of Terry Stott's teams <laughs> come back from the all-star break and it's like, hallelujah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's the rest or what, but they, they figure something out.
0: Right. So I guess we can cross our fingers that, uh, I mean, what do you think is most likely if he like best case scenario, he, what are the, what are the aspects of his game that you think were most likely to click into place that have been lacking so far this season that you think he has the most control over?
1: i i don't i don't know to be honest his i feel like he's just plateaued and he is who he is and that's it's a good player mm-hmm. he's a very good player like when you're talking about you're comparing against your average guys but i don't think he's i mean this isn't a secret like i've never thought that the dame cj backcourt was the best option but even now i think even more so i don't think he's built to be like that real second option. I think in the best case scenario, who's a phenomenal third option where his scoring maybe goes down a little bit, or he's featured more as a Lou Williams type of guy where if he's running a unit, he's running a second unit and the offense is running through him as the primary scorer, And everybody just kind of feeds off of that, off of his gravity, off of his scoring ability. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing is that you, like you've said, you're not saying that CJ's not a good player. No, not in the CJ is a very good player. Um, but you don't think that what he's shown this year is enough of an increase as what you were expecting that he was going to do, especially given the fact that he's just ser- signed on here long term um, to be for, here for five more years for a lot of money.
1: For a lot of money. And that's the thing is like he's going to be paid in accordance with a guy who – produces more and gives more than cj has shown he's had the ability to and i think i'll had he gotten this deal three or four years ago when he was you know a little bit younger i, I could i could see that but he's quite literally in his prime right now he's 28 29 years old um this is supposed to be the prime years and i, I don't want to like you know nitpick and pound at him here but With that kind of contract comes expectations, and I just don't think he's fulfilled those in a level that's um, equal to what he's being paid in in accordance to the league. I'm not saying he shouldn't get his money. I hate how people insinuate that stuff. Get whatever money you can. Let me go ahead and get that out of the way. I am not saying he shouldn't get paid X or he should be paid Y. That's up to him and his agent and the general manager who signs him. I just think that there, there is a correlation that comes with being paid X. I,
0: and I think what I think also, if I may say is, you're, again, you're not saying that he shouldn't be getting you know paid that much money. But considering how much of the Blazers total payroll he makes, that leaves less money for other people. So one would hope that he would be able to produce a lot Um Given that other people aren't, you know, they can't afford to get other people to come in.
1: Yes, the opportunity cost that comes along with that.
0: Right. So we want to be very clear. CJ, get your money. (laughs) (laughs) We're not saying I am not
1: anti. No,
0: we're not anti CJ. We're not anti CJ getting money. But I had this thought where I was thinking, what would it be like if we were going into the summer with CJ as a free agent? And he, he like, or that he hadn't signed this extension. He'd, he'd, have,
1: he'd have the one year left. Yeah, you'd be going into that that year right now.
0: I mean, just ima- I mean I, I where I'm going with it is just imagine the stress for the team. If I mean, because remember what it was like when Lamarcus had a year left. I mean, what do you think that would? I mean. I just I just had I hadn't really thought about it before but I was like oh my gosh what if the Blazers were in the same situation that they were with Lar Marcus and they had to spend a whole year trying to convince CJ to stay and not knowing what the outcome was going to be at the other end of the year that just puts the team through a lot of unnecessary like baloney for lack of a better word you know what I mean yeah. like if you have one player so I wonder if part of it is just like they took care of it so they knew they wouldn't have to go through that
1: again. Well, I mean this this would be his free agent year this summer. It would be he'd be going into his last year right now, right? right. And um, but then the
0: whole next year
1: yeah, be, is but, CJ
0: going to stay isn't is he going to be traded at the half uh, deadline so that we can get rid of him so that he doesn't walk away for nothing and like the whole thing would happen all the, over again.
1: But there's the thing I think Portland would have learned from those circumstances and they would have made a move. Accordingly, which I think the, they would the, have made
0: the deadline, the tr- the trade deadline move that no, they no, had no. to make.
1: No, this 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 summer.
0: Oh, okay. They would have traded him. You think yeah. they may have I, looked and decided to trade him at the, during the summer?
1: Yeah, and that's honestly, um, unless something changes dramatically, I think for the first time in 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 their career together, I think this is the first time where we could realistically see a team put in a real offer for cj in portland maybe consider listening um, I, I, that, that's not you know any particular insight it's just my my own belief i think at this point um i think they've they've ridden that that boat as far as they can and i think it, at at some point in time and you see it now kind of reflecting in the national media paul pierce on the jump and not to give too much credence to this but like when the narrative starts coming out there you know, he, he said, uh, they need, Dame needs to either get more help in Portland or get out. If you think that the, the people at one center court aren't listening to that and the perception around that, you're crazy because if that. If that perception starts to gain any kind of traction, you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. So I, I think for the, for the first time, really, since their you know, their coexistence, I think Portland has to really look at it just to make sure that everything is kind of being captured. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Let's hope that for the remainder of the season, um, CJ has a strong year and that some of those guys who are on the bench with injuries right now are able to come back. We still don't know about Nurkic or Collins, and we did hear that after he practiced, he had a calf strain.
1: And not on the injured leg, for everybody wondering, because I've seen a few people ask about this. Oh, it's, okay.
0: it's on his, an injury of some sort. That's it's not, on his other not leg. bad, but...
1: It's, And this this does happen. This comes about as a compensation because even though he's still getting ready and he's he's practicing, you still have imbalances. You need to build up the strength by going through those imbalances. And Nurk had not practiced for basically two weeks. Heading into the all-star break. Mm-hmm. And if you've listened to the pod over the last couple months, you've heard me say February 21st, February 21st, February 21st. I, I don't believe he's going to make that date now.
0: Yeah, about my tickets to February 21st, Dan. Uh,
1: hey, listen, I didn't expect the setback, okay?
0: I know. I know. It's uh, okay. Um, I'm not blaming you.
1: But I wouldn't be surprised that if the next time they come home after that vicious, awful, terrible hellscape of a road trip. <laughs> that what, Indiana
0: uh, and Atlanta? Oh, you mean – the one that they just finished.
1: Yeah, the one that they just finished. Because right, the next
0: road trip is Indiana, Atlanta, and Orlando.
1: Yeah, no. Then they the next one after that's the five gamer, um, five or six. It's just yeah, off.
0: But it's not till the end of March. God, their schedule is just so weird this year. It's true. Yeah. Do we say that every? I feel like I don't feel like we say that every year.
1: No, we don't. And, and the, I know the players have, have, particularly on the Blazers, um, they would. Much rather play a back to back Mm -hmm. on the road than have these gaps.
0: Well, yeah, and then the the weird ones where they go away for one game and then come back and have it. Yeah, yeah,
1: the the home and home, the home, yeah, the home and home or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's 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 very strange. Um, I think
0: they went too far in trying. That's just my opinion. I think they. No, that's
1: that's the players. Trust me, they won't ever say it out loud, but it's mm-hmm. – they do not enjoy being on – being on the road for a five-game trip that's actually like 13, 14 days and being away from from friends and family and everything else that goes with that, they are, they are not fans of.
0: Right. Well, and so, then they keep having these like one-game one stops in Portland. So Portland is just like part of a longer road trip. And yes. Portland they, just happens to be one of the stops along the way.
1: And Giannis just missed his second wide-open dunk in the All-Star game. Giannis, come right. on. Come a, lot on,
0: of, a lot of missed dunks in the uh, was it the Rising Stars game? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's and uh, there's just missing dunks everywhere right now. Okay, but so you, are,
0: are you I, as upset about everybody about Aaron Gordon? And hell out? yes!
1: That's twice he got robbed. He got robbed against Levine. The man jumped over the Orlando Magic mascot in 2016 with his f- legs parallel to the ground. I don't okay. don't give me this crap about a free throw line dunk. Okay, but that
0: was two years uh, ago.
1: No, that's that's the one. And that's four years ago now, 2016. And then Dwayne Wade out here, you know, getting conspiracy theories going by getting this guy, Derek Jones Jr. Don't get me wrong. DJJ Bush special, but he jumped over Taco.
0: Okay. (sighs) I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. But, okay. He jumped over Taco after Taco dunked and he almost got caught on
1: Taco's head. Taco's seven foot five. Tara, I know
0: he didn't jump seven foot five. He jumped, you're right. he jumped seven
1: three and a half. <laughs> My bad. My bad.
0: I, I mean, I I don't know. I was I was Derek Jones. I, I wanted him to win the whole way because I really liked him when the Blazers played against him. Because I was oh, like, he's fun. He makes Anthony Simons look old because he yeah. is so he's, and so, then he's yeah. so good at uh, at dunking and I I really liked his and I also was like the whole thing about I mean just listening to the commentary doesn't enhance the experience of watching the dunk contest <laughs> and the whole like I got I got five on all of them I got fifty on all of them I got 50 on all of them why didn't I win why didn't I win well that's not how the rules work I mean You did get 50 in the first round, but then you start all over in the second round, so you can't just hang your head on that and think that you're supposed to win because of that. And I personally liked Derek Jones Jr. I didn't think it was that egregious. And what are we going to do? Just, like, give everybody a trophy, Dan? In
1: in this case, you give Aaron Gordon a trophy. Say sorry for 2016. Mm. It's that simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm so, not that I'm not that mad about it. And when he's a blazer someday, you know, I will be all fired up about it. Yeah, see,
1: I'm exactly. Like, I'm preemptively getting my my that way. He knows when he comes here, <laughs> okay. and it's back from day one. Ag, hey, I got you.
0: Yeah, well, well, you know, these guys need to <laughs> earn their earn their way into my heart, just like Nurkiz did, just like Ariza is. Mm. Uh, anything else you want to say about All Star Weekend?
1: Um. <sighs> It's been fun, but to be honest, the most fun event now is the three-point shootout. Like, I, I like the dunk contest, especially when they get real dunkers in here. And you know what? Let's give a, a quick little shout-out to, to Planet Pat. Pat yeah. went out there and, and showed out. He, he
0: figured he, out how to make a baseball-themed dunk, which I was impressed. I was like, how is he going <laughs> to do that?
1: <laughs> hey, listen, and, and throwing on the uh, the, the white, white man, man can't can jump, jump. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was pretty – that's maybe a little bit too on the nose, but I, I, I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it, it's been, it's been fun. Uh, I just hope the NBA never, ever, 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 ever goes back to anywhere like above you know the forty fifth parallel outside of Portland for an All Star break <laughs> ever again.
0: They do it all the time. They yeah. have not learned. I don't know why they're going to learn.
1: Yeah, like what are we what are we doing here? Like Portland's cold in the winter. Don't don't get me wrong. But I mean, it's, it's not, not
0: pleasant. This. But it's, it's not. Yes. <laughs> It's not (laughs) pleasant, but it's not, like, dangerous to get there.
1: (laughs) we got everybody just losing their mind with the cold, so... Yeah, everybody was
0: dangerous. I I thought... I actually thought that all of Saturday Night was fun. I appreciate the skills challenge because it goes by so fast. You know, it's just like, go to, go to, go to, go to, done. I think, you know, uh, they could even have more people in the field. I mean, the whole thing goes by extremely smoothly. And then the three-point shootout. I mean, people were saying, "Oh, they added that. Uh, they added that zone for Trey Young." And I was like, "Excuse me? Do I need to get out my Damian Lillard shot charts to show yeah. who they added that for?" But yeah, um,
1: it's it's cute when they try to add up all of those <laughs> those you know trades and Luca's and everybody else's long range threes together, and they're nowhere close to Dame by himself. So right,
0: yeah, but uh, it but uh, you know it it went by quickly. It was very efficient. And then the dunk contest, I thought that was a really fun dunk contest this year. There weren't a it was. bunch of ridiculous props; they were just good dunks.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was a good dunk contest, and the 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 way that they keep it going like this. Is they need to get the guys who can who can really jump like they, they need to get the guys who can show out like John Morant and Zion both need oh to do gosh. the jump contest next year. Like that needs to happen. Do you uh, think
0: Zion ever would, though, just like with his injury, like maybe like if years go by and he doesn't get injured, maybe he I, I think
1: I think he would regardless. Like this year, it makes sense not to you're still trying to. You know, build your way up and make sure everything's going to go. I wouldn't be surprised if he went next year. And there's a good chance that Anfernee goes next year. Mm -hmm. So, and I I know he was uh, mentioned uh, uh, as a potential guy who was going to go again this year. Uh, And I was kind of pissed that Levine didn't do it. Like, if Levine had been out there with Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon, I mean, I know I said, you know, forget the free throw line dunk unless you're 360ing. Uh, Levine 360 from the free throw line finished. So uh, that would have been kind of cool. Not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I liked the fact that we didn't have any balsa wood airplanes that they were jumping
1: over. Yeah. Dwight tried to make it corny, but go away. Yeah.
0: But, you know, I mean, good for Dwight this year. I really feel like good for him for, you know, for making it back into the league for being an important part of a really good team for getting invited back to the league. Good for him. I'm just I'm happy for him. I'm always happy when, you know, guys have a little bit of resurgence and have a chance to um go out on a high note. I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to be in the league. Maybe it's for several more years, but if not, like I like the opportunity, like I said, for guys to go out on a high note.
1: Sure, that's 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 fair.
0: And speaking of going out on a high note, who what do you think of that? That's nice. Uh, yeah. Any, unless you got anything else you want to talk to uh, talk about with the all-star game. Um, no. Let's finish up. I mean, we got 26 games left for the Blazers this year. We've talked a little bit about not knowing which way the Blazers are going to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, what are your final words of wisdom before we start the, you know, the final run?
1: I mean, I was arguing with, with Travis Demers about this the other day. Um, and he, and- you know, he wants to see the team go for it. He's around those guys, and that's an organization's mindset. Me personally, it hasn't changed for me since December. Just rest the guys and get guys healthy, and if you can get somebody back on the court like Nurk to get him some games, get him some confidence, clear those mental hurdles, do it. If not, just, just write it out. And it's not like a surrender mindset, or like that's the. I think that would be the last thing you would ever accuse me from of, Tara, was me surrendering or giving up on a season. It's just a, it's, just a, it's just a, changing of goals, right? You know, well, that's coming what from you,
0: you who believes that you know tanking is a strategy.
1: Exactly, and it, it, yeah. but it's 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 a it's a different idea of it's not giving up. It's. Just changing what you're hoping to, you know, for a potential outcome to be. Uh, I think the difference between Portland, you know, let's say they miss the playoffs and they get that ninth spot, which is, God, it's it's a likely scenario, and it just it just sounds so awful. I just the, that whole like, the idea of that happening is just pretty lame. Uh, but who knows? Maybe they, maybe they get that that eighth spot and Memphis falls back a little bit, and Dame and the boys were able to do something special. I, I don't think it's necessarily upsetting the Lakers, but maybe they push them to six. Maybe they push them to seven on the back of Dame just being that dude. You know, I'm sure plenty of people would love that and uh, they'd rather have that. But for me, it's just I don't know.
0: Yeah, I would. Hate, I'm I'm not into it if they have only nine healthy players,
1: <laughs> which is <laughs> you know, more than likely.
0: You know what I mean? Like if they have, oh, you know, ten, eleven, twelve healthy players. Sure, go for it. But if they only have like eight or nine healthy players, like just I want to see Nas little and the pink shoe shift playing twenty four minutes a night and thirty minutes a, a game individually, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, I guess we shall see. Well, the Blazers will be back in action right back against New Orleans. Then they get, then they go to Detroit, so or then they uh, get to play Detroit, so maybe that won't be as difficult. Um, I mean, you do have Boston have, there too, right? I mean, just gonna, Detroit can't just,
1: can't just gloss uh, over that one. Well,
0: no, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, the you know the thing that like you said, the thing that is scary for this particular team is those young bouncy teams, mm-hmm. and Boston seems to have gotten a lot of their bounce back.
1: Uh, yeah, this yeah, season. so. so
0: We'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Anyway, way to go, uh, Blazers Edge readers for helping Blazers Edge meet their goal for Blazers Edge Night. That's awesome.
1: And special shout out to uh, the Hammer, Myers Leonard, who came in and uh, took care of things. Oh, did he? That's yes. Awesome.
0: Good for him. What a good guy.
1: Yes, he he is that's awesome better than than people might understand
0: (laughs) (laughs) well let me give my if anybody wants to know what I'm up to they can follow me on Twitter at TCB Biggs they can follow Blazers Edge at Blazers Edge you can subscribe to the Blazers Edge podcast and get this lovely weekly podcast starring you and I and you will also get a bonus hoops and talks podcast with me and my co-host Cassidy where we talk to other women about basketball we got some fun ones coming up. Dan, why don't you take us out of here?
1: All right, folks, as always, you can find me on social media at Danny Morang, D-A-N-N-Y M-A-R-A-N-G. If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything in life, Blazers-related, whatever, go ahead, DM me, send me a message, whatever. Uh, As always, you can find Joe Simons and I on every post-game show on NBC Sports Northwest, following every game. God, that sounded really awkward. Um, Hopefully we'll have some cool content coming up here pretty soon over the next couple weeks still trying to finagle some things but uh and then if portland does make the playoffs we'll have some probably some stuff centered around that as we start to build up otherwise i'll start doing my draft prep hey (laughs) (laughs) exactly um so (laughs) the next the next couple weeks you're gonna be defining a lot of things uh as far as how we tune our coverage uh going going forward so uh for tara i'm danny thanks for listening guys we'll catch you guys next week bye